Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and biology graduate specialising in the human microbiome, Matilda Hansley-Davis, is talking about the surprising diversity of ancient European dogs, with yours truly, Dr Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist who thinks it's super weird that some greyhounds are physically unable to sit. So Matilda, from my understanding, dogs are descended from wolves, but a lot of dogs that I see look nothing like wolves. Like, what's the deal here? (laughs) A hundred percent. I think that's something that many of us have often wondered at, you know, when we're looking at something like a pug and thinking, how, how were you once (laughs) a wolf? wolf? (laughs) And the key to this question lies in domestication or the process of taming and adapting animals or plants to human preferences. All right. So it's it's just always us being the problem. I love it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so as a very quick, overly simplified summary, we think that uh, in certain places thousands of years ago, some wolves started hanging around humans, like maybe to share food or get leftovers, and then humans started to sort of tame the wolves and selectively breed the wolves that had qualities that we wanted, like being less aggressive or better at forming relationships with humans. And eventually, by doing that, we get something we would call a dog instead of a wolf. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward to a couple of hundred years ago, that's when a lot of humans started to get really into very carefully and selectively breeding dogs as distinct breeds with a very specific appearance or behavior, like say herding sheep. And that's why we have all these really different looking dog breeds now, right? Yeah. So modern dogs are actually one of the most morphologically variable species on earth. So that means they have some of the most variation in their shape and size and appearance, even compared to other domesticated animals that have also been selectively bred by humans like cats or horses. But what we don't know so much about is how much of this dog diversity existed before the last couple of centuries. Ah, so that's what this new study was trying to understand? Exactly. It's a study from a team mostly based in France, also including some researchers from Australia and Romania, and they were interested in understanding the morphological diversity of ancient dogs, and they did this by looking at 525 dog mandibles or lower jawbones found in archaeological sites around Western Europe and Romania, as well as some mandibles from wolves and dingoes. That's interesting. Why did they focus on the jawbone specifically? Yeah, good question. I think a couple of reasons. So one is that the variation in the the lower jawbone, the mandible, is a good indicator of the overall skull shape, which right. is one of the most noticeable variations that we see in modern dog breeds. So we can think about sight hounds like Borzoi or Afghan hounds, which have really long and narrow snouts or faces. And then at the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> something like a pug or a bulldog, which has a very short and, and flattened skull. Like, like they ran into a parked car a little bit. <laughs> right. Um, and then also mandibles are relatively common in the archaeological records, so it allowed these researchers to assemble quite a large data set. Okay. And I'm really intrigued. What did they find? 
The main finding is that there was an unexpected level of morphological diversity in European dogs within the period that they looked at, which was from 8,100 to about 3,000 BCE, based on calibrated radiocarbon dates from the archaeological sites. So really quite a long time ago. Yeah, and so just to clarify, BCE is basically the same as BC, like before Christ, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a slightly different terminology, but BCE stands for before the common era and the common era begins in year one of the Gregorian calendar, which is the calendar that you and I use. So we're in the year 2022 CE now. So 3000 BCE is about 5000 years ago. Um, And if you prefer to think in terms of historical or archaeological periods, the dog bones in this study go back to the Mesolithic period um, or the Middle Stone Age and then up to the Bronze Age in Europe. Okay, cool. I'm glad we cleared that up. So what I want to know is does that mean that there were bulldogs and borzois running around with the ancient European (laughs) hunter-gatherers? So, no, I wish, um, (laughs) but no. So there was more variation in the ancient dogs than they expected, Mm -hmm. but the kind of extremes in morphology like those modern breeds weren't around in this time period. So the paper says that the average mandible size in their sample was similar to a modern beagle and the range of shapes of the mandible is smaller than what we see in modern dogs. And so the scientists said that this suggests that within this period, people weren't intentionally putting strong selection for how dogs looked or to breed them for particular purposes like we have more recently. So they're interested in the future to see what else might have driven this variation in ancient dogs if it wasn't intentional selection by humans. That's so interesting. Amazing. Thank you, Matilda. You know, I love a puppy story, so I appreciate that. And thank you to everyone for listening. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next installment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. Ever wondered how old the Earth is and how we know? Or exactly how popping candy works? From Listener and Cosmos magazine comes Huh? Science Explained, a weekly podcast where we answer all of life's questions, big and small. No lab coats required. And we'll do it in 10 minutes or less. Search Huh? Science Explained. Download the Listener app now and listen for free. Listener.